0: Hello and welcome to this uh, emergency edition of The Game is About Glory. Uh, it's just me, Steph, and Milo tonight. Hello, mate. How are you?
1: I'm oh, good, thanks, mate. Yeah. Well, you messaged me this morning saying, should we do an emergency pod? And I said, what? What was like, what? Last night for you it was, wasn't it? I I'm not sure. Is it an emergency and then I kind of pondered on it, and you've talked me into it. Yes, it's an emergency.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Head exactly. to the studio, exactly. There, there, there. I was uh, loafing in my late night bath, uh, you know, with a back and forth on the old uh, on the old it, a thread that we have, the old uh, the old WhatsApp thread, and 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 you know, we sort of go back and forth about the transfer window, and then suddenly, um, <laughs> this news comes up. Uh, which look, I'm going to quote our very own Ram here, uh, <laughs> who said. Who had manager gallbladder removal in Spurs bingo? I mean, and that was really what made me think, mate, we might have to we might have to do this. We might have to have a chat about this. Last 24 hours or so in the, the life of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. So let, let's go for it. <laughs> should d- we start I've- with that? <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, we've mentioned
1: a couple of times on this pod that you and I sometimes have a kind of late night, ch- like late, late night chat outside of this, kind yeah, of, yeah. And I, I kind of talk you talk you down from yes from somewhere. <laughs> and I, it kind of occurred to me that this is this is that, but we're recording it this time.
0: It's so, sort of true. It's sort of true <laughs> because I just could not wrap my head around what was going on, and it just I I was it was absolutely like that. You know, Milo was sort of like, look, why don't you just take stock and i I, this is like two in the morning for me and i couldn't go to sleep and i'm like this is ludicrous this is not my life this is my football club and it's like (laughs) but it is my life and this is my football club and it's like some it was like some uh, italian soap opera almost and i say italian only because the the chief character of course is antonio conti that's the place to start isn't it mate yes i mean look if you didn't or don't know that our manager Antonio Conte today had surgery to remove his gallbladder. I would suggest that you um, are either a luddite, <laughs> your electricity's gone, or um, you have had your head in the sand because that's what's happened, isn't it?
1: Or you just—I mean, it would be quite nice, wouldn't it? I mean, this this has been such a crazy season, you know, kind of this club, this season, just everything. I mean, I, I really feel for Conte, first of all. You know, something we've talked yes. about quite a lot. He's had so much to deal with, and. And then this on top of that. And my understanding is is that you know, this kind of condition is like a, it's a crippling pl- pain when it comes on. And you know, with everything else that's gone on, he must have been really, really worried. So, And to have emergency surgery as well. I, mean, he, I know he, he put a message out on Instagram later on today saying that he's, he's okay and he's looking forward to getting back to work. That on top of everything else that he's been through this season.
0: I mean... Things I did not expect to do as a Tottenham Hotspur supporter in January of 2023, look up the NHS notes on gallbladder removal and recovery times. And and folks, that's what we were sharing in our chat. It's like we're trying to figure this out because it is mad. I mean, we talked, uh, I think, a few pods ago about we wish that he could maybe have had a, a leave of absence for, for the grieving. Yeah, well. He's getting his leave of absence. I mean, when I first saw the headline, that's what I thought. Like, what? Is he getting, you know, is he somehow getting it for that and then this? So
1: I, I have chatted to a couple of people on Twitter today who've, who've had the operational. You know, one one person, um, I think his wife had had it. And they said actually, because um, I think I'd shared the what the NHS happened, said on Twitter. And they, uh, they were saying that actually kind of three or four days later, they were okay. So they were able to, you know, get up and go around, drive, you know, I think, uh, you know, hug the kids and pick them up and stuff like that so it might be that he's able to get back to the training ground or sit on the dugout earlier than than, than nhs website tells us
0: i mean dear, dear god I, I have to say whoever is taking care of antonio and his recovery uh, we've got some advice for you give him a plan Give him a system. Give him a very, very uh, rigid method, uh, methodology to work through this. Do not give him sort of wishy-washiness because I think he needs an automation to get through this gallbladder procedure, doesn't he? (laughs) I
1: I was going to say, I just hope it's not our medical team looking after him or it will be up six months.
0: (laughs) Oh, 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 why am I laughing? Why am I laughing? Because it's funny. And yeah, I, I agree.
1: Inject him in the <laughs> wrong place and giving him an infection or something. or
0: <laughs> Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, the, I think what we'd really hope for is that he does, you know, look, I don't expect that he's going to take the full NHS recommended rest period. Uh, equally, I certainly, I would be appalled to see him in the dugout any earlier than two weeks from now at the, at, at the outset. And I hope he does take time to recover and, and, and you know, really sort of recharge as best he can let's hope that happens and that he doesn't go full man about it and try and be like oh I'm going to be back in a week and a half you know I think that would be a
1: I suspect that Stellini will take charge this weekend and and um, Antonio will be back at work the following week is my guess
0: yeah, and and you know Stellini, uh, we 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 we've talked about him a little bit here and there in the pod. I think I call him the meanie, uh, the, the meanie with a beanie uh, at the weekend. But that meanie with a beanie is now uh, going to be leading the club. How do you feel? How do you feel about that?
1: So now all I can think of is the blue meanies, <laughs> and um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the Spurs coaching staff in Pepperland. Now it's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like him. I I I really like the media duties he's done for the domestic cups this season, and I almost wish he could do them more often. But you know, when he's when he's done it for the you know the league cup and FA Cup, he's done a great job. We just don't get the kind of the headlines that conte generates and the kind of the fan reaction to it he just kind of calmly states things as facts and everyone kind of takes it down jots it publishes it, a story and there's no headlines and that's kind of um that's my ideal spurs really i don't, I get, I don't want to do emergency pods so i want to be i could be watching the sporting uh, sporting listener on tv So i could be watching that <laughs> rather than doing yes.
0: this. yeah quite exactly um yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think he's got a really, really good, calm, resolute presence about him. He's obviously worked with Conti a lot. yeah. Um, so I don't think we're going to see too many changes in the deployment of, of, of the week's work, so to speak. No. I think that the same methods will apply. Um, the same game plans will apply. Uh, I, I think it's probably about as seamless a transition as you could have in the short term.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know about kind of contest working methods, but you know, quite often the, the you know, manager isn't taking you know training all the time. So, you know, Stellini will be running lots of these sessions anyway. I think on the training ground, it's probably going to make very little difference. You know, he's not quite the same presence in in the dugout, but I'm, you know, I'm, su- I'm sure it, I'm sure it's going to make have minimal impact really on on the game at the weekend.
0: I think so and what a massive game it is and of course uh, we'll be talking about that game uh, after after it next Sunday we won't touch that right now just in case you are forgetful it is Manchester City at home but we should probably now switch quickly to the transfer window which I know was initially a suggestion that you had had for an emergency pod last week and I've been the one saying well well maybe not so <laughs> so again thank you for uh jumping into this therapy chat with me <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it. And now we get to talk about the transfer window, uh, uh, you know, the day after. So, um, incomings?
1: Yeah. So, we've got uh, Anel Danjuma, who we spoke about at the weekend, which is a loan yeah. with an option to buy. Pedro yeah. Porro, which is a loan with an obligation to buy the summer and then Jude Sunset-Bell who joined us on the free from Chelsea so young striker I think he's 18 19 I think he's just turned 19
0: just turned 19 was on
1: a free transfer but Chelsea have got uh, a percentage of any resale uh, his contract was up with Chelsea was up in the summer mm. so and my understanding is that we've beat quite a lot I think Man City were showing an interest in him quite a few European clubs are showing an interest in him um, and you know we were talking just before we came on about how actually this is an area where you know we've improved a bit over the last Um, you know, year or so in terms of snapping up, you know, good young players from other clubs when they're available Mm. and the outs. (laughs) Matt Doherty, I'm sure we'll come back to talk about him a bit, Steph. I mean, I know you're in mourning. That's, that's (laughs) what this is really about. Uh, was released by us and joined Atletico Madrid. And Ched Spence has joined Wren on loan. Uh, Wren played tonight. He wasn't in the squad, but I assume that's just because it's—I don't know whether the registr- registration went through in time and it's a bit close to it. But
0: um, maybe as Antonio went went as was wheeled to hospital, he called the Wren manager and said, "Don't pick him." <laughs> no, <sorry. laughs>
1: that was a joke. Joe Rodon came into the squad beginning of January and has, has played well and has held his place. So um, yeah. That's an aside, it's nothing to do with the transfer window. Uh Brian Hill's joined Sevilla on loan. Harvey White's joined Derby on loan. And then eighty uh, year old goalkeeper Adam Hayton has joined Barnsley. Permanent transfer undisclosed fee.
0: You know, I just realised I did there, which is somewhat tragic. When I cracked that really crap joke about Antonio calling the Ren manager from the for, as he went to the hospital and saying, Don't pick him, I've whispered under my breath that I'm joking. <laughs> I think that's, I think that might be the saddest bit of all, right? <laughs> Poor old Jed. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you. You were going to ask me what I thought of all of it? Yeah, what did you think of the window? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it was uh, entirely unsurprising other than Dan Juma. As you said, we have discussed that. And, uh, you know, so far, so good. A one-in-one striker for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. You can't do better than that. Um, <laughs> <you know. laughs>
1: We've never lost but he scored, Steph.
0: That's right. You see, this is it. This is it, folks. Listen to us. We'll make you feel really good. Uh, Pedro Paro. Uh, as I said, I mean, it's ironic, really. <clears throat> I said that I was bored at the weekend and was just kind of waiting for it to happen. But my word, they managed to squeeze another layer of drama out of it to the point where even I started to get a bit concerned about the shenanigans. And look, I mean, again... I- 24 hours later, you look at these and you hear the the whispers of business and so on and so forth. And you and I have talked about this numerous times, not the least of which five minutes before we started recording. Nobody really knows what the details are or why these things take longer. I mean, it's easy to turn around and say, well, such and such go in and they just, you know, they part the money and they buy the player. I mean, that's my emotional gut reaction as well, but it, football doesn't work like that. It's not linear in that way. And, you know, other clubs are entitled to be difficult in their dealings, just like we usually are. So it seems like we hit our own there, doesn't it, really? And uh, we got it across the line. So, you know.
1: I, th- I think Sporting didn't want to sell, basically. And, <laughs> you know, we really had to force the issue. I think, the, you know, the player had to force the issue. Um, interestingly, Paratici's, you know, this Paratici end of window interview has just been released on Spurs Play and I watched it before we were recording and he he spoke about Porro saying that we were tracking him in the summer and we couldn't do business with Sporting then, they just wouldn't sell. So, you know, I think it just seems like a difficult transfer. I mean, it's, it's ironic that they kind of shifted the goalposts at the, at the final minute because it's, it's something obviously that we've never done. Um yeah, quite. But, you know, it's all fair in love and war. He's, we've got him in the end and... Yeah. You know, he, he was our primary target going into the window and we've secured him. And I think we should be pretty pleased about that because it's obviously been a real weak point in the starting eleven, that that position and you know, the the players there, you know, not really suiting what Conte wants. So yeah, I think you know, we've got to be really positive about that. And you know, whilst He's not the finished article. He, he's a good player. He's better than we had.
0: Well, I agree with that. And I agree with, uh, you know, I'm going to raise something else that we talked about off pod, which I think it was a point that you made, which I think was, was excellent. I'll get there. Give me a minute and we'll we'll, we'll end up at it. Uh, you know, uh, Pedro Porro, if you look at it from the outside and without any real knowledge of our club, that's a, that's a decent signing. Mm-hmm. He's a good signing. It's a lot of money for a January signing. You know, end of story. Now, you add the context of what we want for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club as fans. You add the context of what other people are spending, uh, particularly, um, uh, not so much friends in west london who have decided to just play monopoly um with 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 world football uh and all of a sudden that you know the public perception and indeed your one's own emotional perception gets shifted and you start to think well hang on if they can throw this at this why can't we like force the hincape move why can't we force the bastoni move and uh, you know there is this reality base of, of how our finances are set up versus how we wish they were set up right now that's one thing to say right so in that context Mm -hmm. it's a good signing it's probably more than we could have expected given the realities of how we currently operate that's not to say whether we agree or disagree that's a reality but then you said something and you should come in with this which i thought was, was so true I can't remember what did I say. <laughs> you said you said about the the transfer window. Yeah, it's fine. We can criticise the way that you know we're run as a football club, and that it's, it seems tight, and 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 you know, it's more about the fiscals than the than the football and all that. And and look, that may or may not be the case, and that's another debate for another day. But you said, do you remember what you said, or, or shall I continue? I feel guilty because I'm talking for you. It was, a, no, it was you can an excellent speak point for me.
1: So, what about the owners' kind of business model and?
0: No, what, what you actually said was, why doesn't everyone start focusing ah. on, the in, on, on the inequities of how the system currently operates and how you wished that you could take oh, yeah. it on for <laughs> <laughs> me?
1: My, my ideal would be all clubs operating like us rather than us being the exception. Um, hmm. You know, I think clubs living within their means is a good thing. And um, some of the money getting chucked around by Premier League clubs, you know, one in particular is obscene, you know, is absolutely obscene. Well, we can um, name them. Yeah, I'm, right. It's Chelsea. I wouldn't. Be, it wouldn't be the first time I said Chelsea were obscene. <laughs> no,
0: and neither, uh, and not without accuracy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. And I thought it was a great point because you know that th- wouldn't it be wonderful if the whole of football was actually committed to to, to uh, you know properly blooding youth players as opposed to mm. going out and cherry picking them for for you know hundreds of millions of pounds and so on and so forth and thus wrecking the system for everyone. I mean, it does every move they make wrecks the system. for for everyone a bit more i mean there's players i mean some of the fees they've paid have been absurd and it does make Mm. you scared for the summer window uh when all of a sudden clubs are going to see you know this is like the property market right it's like when people come in and Mm. overbid in certain areas and certain postal codes then it just fucks it for everyone so you know and then the discussion about how we're run versus how the rest of football run becomes a little deeper and a little more complex
1: i I think one thing to bear in mind you know (laughs) Yeah, you know, we've all been beating ourselves up over how well Arsenal are doing this season, but actually, their two primary targets for the window were, you know Modric, who ended up going to Chelsea, Casado, who you know they couldn't they couldn't convince Brighton to sell, you know, and they've ended up with Trossard and Jorginho, who are you know fine players, but they you know they missed out on their first choice targets and had to go for you know cheaper, you know, probably you know,
0: less glamorous. Options. Very good point. They, I mean, and you would say had to. I mean, you would say that they probably elected at a certain point to not get involved in this in this sort of uh, arms race of finances that Chelsea appear to have uh, initiated in the transfer market, which is it was very well, well again, well observed.
1: I I think that's fair enough. You know, we were talking at the weekend about uh, you know Trossard and our interest in Trossard and you know Brighton wanted more for him than our valuation for for him, so we walked away, and that's fine. And you know, we've ended up with. Dan Juma instead, and um, you know it looks like uh, you know we looked at Zaniolo and you know other players as well. But yeah, this is the deal that made the most sense to us. You know, I think of the deals we've done, I'm sorry to see Brian Hill leave. Um, I think you know, I think the Palace performance, I thought he was exceptional. You know, he had a hand in uh, Dan Juma's goal at the weekend when he when he came on. I think he's shown real promise, and I think actually, you know, with five subs in the Premier League, we could have been making better use of him all season and. I, I just like him as a player. I like what he brings, and I think he adds balance to the squad. I'd rather you know we found a way of getting rid of Mora and he stayed around. But you know, if you look at Danjuma coming in and, and Hill going out on loan, Danjuma undoubtedly is has got more goals in him, uh, which we need, and is you know more akin to what Conte wants. So, you know, which is the key.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's the key. I mean, that's the key. And I agree with you with everything you're saying about, about Brian Hill. But the key is that Juma is much more of the profile that Conte is going to summon from the bench rather yeah. than look at the bench and think, I'll wait another 10 minutes, uh, you know, which is unfortunate. Uh, you know, look, the, the Brian Hill deal, one day we'll look back. And pick it apart, uh, you know, because I scratch my head sometimes when I think about him and Lamella and now they're both at the same club. And <laughs> I mean, it, it just, it's bizarre uh, how it's worked out.
1: But if it's a development loan, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I know everyone's getting kind of, again, I think our, our fan base is just so angsty, particularly during the yeah, yeah. transfer week. And we end up beating ourselves up over small things and, you know. And, it is a small thing,
0: and, I would agree. And, I, I agree and, with that. You know, but it's, your... it's it...
1: But I was going to say, what you'll see later on in this season is people totting up trophies won by our ex-players and saying, oh, they had to leave us to win stuff. And it's just stop beating ourselves up all the time. It just really doesn't matter that much.
0: Well, it's also not going to help us in this current moment, albeit, you know, a little bit of pub reflection and conversation is never amiss. But there's a line between pub conversation and letting that pub conversation maybe completely dominate your life and opinions and thoughts about about, about Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. So, yeah, I agree with you on that, which somehow brings us... Go on. Sorry. I was going to say, I think... (laughs) um,
1: I hope I don't leave you in a worse place to jump into the next question, Steph, uh, mm. by asking, by following on to this. What I hope <laughs> is that, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure that this is the right development move for Hill. Um, you know, maybe he didn't fancy the other options. Maybe he's still homesick. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it's...
0: No, it's a great place. To, it's it's a great place to come in because I mean, where you've essentially leave me wanting to state is that I think that you know, for me, the season is now five months. This is a, this is a very curious bubble in our history because nobody really knows what's happening. Uh, you know, in terms of the manager long-term and so on and so forth. And maybe even the sporting director. there's things that are, there's things that are moving parts we're unsure Mm -hmm. of in the short term. So essentially I'm looking at this as a four or five month season right now. And and the summer is the summer. So look, Brian Hill may well come back and rip it up for us with somebody else, or he may get sold. So no, I I mean, I, it's to your point, getting, getting the old knickers too much in a twist for too long at this point is not really going to be very productive with regards to the next few months. It's not going to help me.
1: Interestingly, you, you talk about it being a you know, kind of four or five month season and Paratici's first play interview, he talks about, so it's only a game we've said on this pod quite a few times. He said, yeah, you know, his objective for the season is to get to March and still be in the competitions. So he's saying, you know, we're, in, we're fifth in the Premier League. We're in the last 16 of the Champions League. We're in the FA Cup. And, yeah, that's kind of where you need to be at this point in the season and then you can push on. And I think, actually, if you look at the squad, it's not diss- dissimilar to what we did a year ago when we saw a lot of players going out on loan and it was really trimmed down to a core group. And, you know, we've done... we Basically, we've trimmed the fat that we were, we had in the first half of the season.
0: Yeah, and we've managed to, you know hope good players are getting game time hopefully Jed Spence gets game time at Wren. and again this is a mini season for us now let's see what happens with Jed in the summer hopefully he comes back and is a part of our our side uh, in some way Uh, Harvey White once again a player we rate very highly on this pod Uh, finally going to get some football at Derby really happy about that and uh, it brings us to probably the final topic of the evening which is um,
1: uh can I just come in on Spence and and White yes just briefly on that so I think the Wren move is an interesting one I've I've watched them quite Quite a lot this season. I watch a fair bit of French football, and I've kept an eye out for them. You know, partly because Rodon's there. So I think system-wise, it's interesting. So they have since Rodon came back into the side early this month. They've been playing three at the back. Tonight they've gone back to a back a back four. So it's interesting to see you know what position uh, Spence will be playing there, whether he's playing as a wing back or as a full back. I mean, both could be good developmentally. Renner on a really good run at the moment. They're only a couple of points off second place. I mean, you know, it's Ligue 1, so PSG are running away with it. So what you're really looking at is who's going to end up second. But they're in with a shout in of it and they're on a let's say a really good run of form at the moment.
0: A Renner. And run.
1: yeah. Um and their their manager's very good. So it, and sorry, and one last thing. So they've got two injured right backs at the moment. So the reason that Spence picked that, I, I believe Atletico came in for him. There were, you know, a number of other yeah, clubs can. that were interested. Um, And the reason he picked is because he was going to get game time. So he's, you know, he's joining a team that's on on a good run of form. They've got a good manager, and he's going to he's going to be guaranteed games. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens and see how he does. And on Harvey White, little disappointed that he's ended up in League One. He's 21 now. I suspect that he might be moving on sooner rather than later, which is a shame because I think he's a good player and he could could do a job for for us. But. yeah, yeah I, I would have. Th- I would have thought he'd need a championship loan if he was going to come back and try and claim a place next season. And he's got six central midfielders in front of him in the, five like in front of him.
0: When so. you say championship loan, he is. A, he's he's going to Derby. You mean Premier League one? They're, oh bloody hell! Are they that far down?
1: Yeah, they got relegated last season they got the points deduction, day.
0: didn't they? Oh, that's right. Wayne Rooney points deduction. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah, Deary me. So, isn't that, I, isn't that weird? I think of Derby as uh, anyway. Yes, yeah. uh, you don't want another trip around my increasingly addled brain, do you? Um, but uh, anyway, but yes, uh, well summed up. Uh, but uh, look, as you can see, I'm busting a gut to get to to Matthew. Um, yeah, Matt Doherty, Atletico Madrid's latest fullback uh, project from Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Um, you're welcome um all of you at the wonder we, we, we like to help you out
1: <laughs> yeah it's a stepping stone for his dream move to newcastle isn't it
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly i mean look i ah, where to start number one i have to say we did say on this pod that if it was going to be one of doherty or or royale that we would keep royale because mm. he's younger, has um, a, you know probably a greater defensive set when it comes to to playing in a four, um, and he's maybe uh, you know he's just he, he's athletic. He's his profile is is makes yeah. him much more gear. And I'm, I'm, I'm flubbing around. We wanted him to stay because he has a better profile for what we are as a club right now. Matthew's mm-hmm. twenty nine. um 31. Very specifically plays you know in that. In that. It, What's that? He's thirty one. My statistics tonight. This, 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 folks is why Milo would rather wait and do these pods when there's a little structure so as he can go in and correct all my statistical fuck ups. But you get to live them now and you get to understand what it's like to have to work with me. So, um, yes, the 29 going on 31, Matthew Doherty. Uh, look, I- there's been much made about how this deal went down. I have my own personal feelings that it was a cock up. Uh, who knows? Um, you know, he was on the way to Spain. Uh, it was declared as a loan. And then all of a sudden someone, somewhere um, did the math uh, on our foreign loans. This story is out there. You all know it. And suddenly we had agreed with Matthew to terminate his contract. Um, the thing that makes me feel that was not in the plans when Matthew boarded the flight to Madrid is that it was an 18-month contract. Don't think we'd do that at the last minute. I think what I would say is regardless, it's probably turned out best for all. Really mm. wish him the best of luck. I think he's, uh, I think it's a tremendous move for him. How exciting for him to go mm. to the Wonder! Personally, I'd have liked to have found a way to have kept him because it does leave us. Um, he's the one player that we had who could play on either side. He could make it work, and so is a utility man. But in fairness to him, he's going to get to play football,
1: right? I mean, it's a shame for him, Atletico. He's only got a six month contract, so it's only till the summer. So you never right. know, Steph. We could pick him up on a free transfer in the summer, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we know that Paratici likes a free transfer. So you never know. The dream might not have died yet. Um, I. I think you know if you look at the squad, we've got two players for each position, apart from in central midfield where we've got um, you know plus one. So it's a more balanced squad. I there's a little bit of me that's also pleased that he's gone because it means that Conte will have to play Porro. I think after the way he's wasted some of the summer signings, there was a there's a little bit of me that would be worried that he'd be playing still playing Royale and Doherty, and while it, while Porro was. You know, learning the automations on the on the training pitch, and mm. this way he's got to play him, and that's best. I think maybe Conte is a, a man who needs to be forced to uh, accept the new sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't argue with that.
1: And I think, yeah, it's it's. Uh... It's suboptimal isn't it how it's turned out but I'm suboptimal
0: I'm- was the phrase that you put in our i must say what would have been probably the war and peace of uh <laughs> of, of 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 chats uh about this topic and uh why I was actually still awake and in the bathroom at two <laughs> o'clock in the morning when it turned out that that comte's gallbladder was being removed <laughs> I, I think it was the only reason
1: <laughs> I think it's best he's gone yeah we've got a lot of players to clear out. We've still got a lot of players on our books. You know, we think about you know Mbappe, La Celso, Winks, Reggion. There's a risk that they come back and they sit on our on our books. You know, we can't we can't shift them. Uh, You know, that's a combined wage of about twenty million a year. So a huge financial risk you got sat there. And you know, we were talking about Chelsea earlier on. You know, where they, how they outspent all of the European leagues combined this window. European football clubs right outside the Premier League everyone is broke at the moment because of covid and the long effects of that in terms you know in terms mm-hmm. of finances and the summer market isn't going to be a lot of different apart from the clubs that have been chucked you know stupid sums by Chelsea no one's going to have anything to <laughs> any money to, to to spend either so mm-hmm. it's still going to be a difficult selling market and we've got to you know we've got to clear these players out in order to create space to bring in improvements and I think you know when we look at the windows since Paratici came in I think most of his signings have been good. I think, you know, you can see the improvement in the squad and the profile of the players we're signing on the whole, you know, Perisic apart, have been, you know, young, technically skillful, strong, you know, big, so suiting Conte, you Poro apart. But, you know, they're good players. I challenge anyone to look at those, you know, you know, Benton Kerr and Kulusevski and, you know, Romero and, you know, Poro and, you know, Perisic, you yeah, and say so- yeah, they're not better than we had before, but it is a rebuilding job, and the US contest says it's going to take you know three, four windows, and we're kind of halfway through that, aren't we? Really?
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think to sum up uh, this emergency pod from my perspective, anyway, I think it is again very important to sometimes understand the greater parameters of the world of football around us, and also the greater parameters and realities of how we Tottenham Hotspur Football Club are set up to operate. And again, very, very important, I think, to remember it might not be uh, our choice. It might not be how we wish we were set up, but that is how we are currently set up. And given all that, you would have to agree with what Milo's just said that within those parameters, and again, that context is very important. You know, it hasn't been uh, it hasn't been bad at all. And Pedro Poro is, is is a really good signing, and we continue to uh, you know we continue to do uh, some some pretty decent business overall. So um, wow, we've managed to find a positive. <laughs> it is though it's it's interesting when you talk it through uh, perspectives are so important and the wormholes of of, of noise and, and and what you want versus what is mm. can really really uh, uh you know can really muddy the issue and confuse you i mean they really can you know in any th- in anything in life right and i, I
1: think it's you know it's difficult to judge a window when it's closed. I mean, you know, back at the summer, you all thought that we'd done some really good business, and you know, we strengthened the squad. We knew most of those players coming in weren't first team players, but you know, it hasn't really worked out that way. And you know, sometimes it just takes players a while to settle. Sometimes, you know, I don't know. So, you know, who, who's to, who's to say? It's a, it's a mug's game giving an opinion. um You know, as a window closes, <laughs> here we are. Hello, uh, here we are hello.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the biggest mug of all here. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to, <laughs> but.
1: You know, I think, I mean, realistically, I'd say, what, it's a six, seven out of ten window for me, probably, you
0: know, somewhere, somewhere in that region. Yeah, I'd say a, a solid six and a half for me, I'd say. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, and and we go into this final phase, as we must remember, fifth in the league. Still in the Champions League, still in the FA Cup, and certainly a little stronger in a couple of areas that we were hoping to be stronger in. So, you know. Porro's going to make a big difference. He really is. Well, he is when he crosses for Dan Juma to smash home the winner on uh, on Sunday. Oh. Um,
1: <laughs> look at that right-hand side now, though. You know, Romero, yeah. Porro, Benton Kerr, You know, that's, that's really good. That's really. This is cool.
0: about as excited as I've seen you get for a long time. you, you, you can't see well, You, you know, can see him it's, grinning like a Cheshire it's, cat. It,
1: it's a bit. It's a bit different from Sanchez, Doherty, Mora, <laughs>
0: isn't it? So you see again, folks. This is why we make these decisions. Do people care about an emergency pod from the game? Is about glory on the, the after Antonio Conte's gallbladder removal at the end of the transfer window. Yes, you need us to remind you that things are not as bad as you might think they are they're actually pretty good and uh again we we wish antonio the best um uh, in his recovery um hopefully there'll be a little more pip in his step now he's got that horrible nasty painful gall thingy out of the way I think that's it. I think we should wrap it up and and say a, 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 a good. Best us it. Thank <laughs> you. Oh no, no, I'm thanking no, you because thank uh, no, I, thank I don't think I don't think this I don't think this would have happened if I had not been haranguing you from my bathtub uh, at two a.m. and the, can't make you can't make too much of that A two a.m. bath and me haranguing him and here we are. So I any, I'm
1: glad. I'm glad I didn't know you were in the bath at the time you were doing it. it was... <laughs> Plenty
0: of bubbles, mate. You have nothing to worry about. Anyway, that being said. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Glad we could get together and do this. (laughs) I hope everyone agrees. If you do agree, please leave your positive comments on all forms of social media that you use and maybe go to some that you don't and say nice things about us. And do, again, join us on, uh, well, it'll be Monday Mm -hmm. after the Manchester City game. So thank you very much. See you later.